Thank you so much for joining us online. We want Bethany to be a place where people can get connected to God, to each other, and to the world. If you would like someone to talk to or to pray for you, you can email us at prayer at bethanysite.com. We also greatly appreciate everyone that gives so generously at Bethany. If you'd like to give, you can do so by clicking Give in the top right menu on our homepage at bethanysite.com. Again, thank you for joining us online. We hope that this service will be a blessing to you. Hello, Bethany. And it's so good to see everyone and want to welcome you if you're watching online. It's just great to have you join us. And uh, today I'm going to be teaching on uh, starting churches. And this is a little bit different than I normally teach. I normally teach the Bible line by line and verse by verse. Uh, But today we're going to be looking at uh, part of the mission that Bethany has. And if you're new to Bethany, this might be brand new that you're hearing maybe for the first time about how we uh, start churches. And we want to be a church that starts churches that starts churches and so uh, the the name of this um, message is the who, what, when, where, why, and how of starting churches. So it's kind of an informational uh, message uh, and I I just want to start with the question why. It always is good to start with the question why should we start churches and another term that we use a lot is planting churches, sort of like you're planting a tree uh, that produces fruit. Uh, So it's the idea of planting churches and we call that Uh, people that plant them church planters but for the average person that may be just really you know kind of insider language and so I want to try to use the word starting churches and and having uh, the idea of people who start churches so I want to start with the question why Uh, why start churches so the first thing is that because Jesus gave us marching orders in Matthew 28 19 and 20 therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And so this is the idea that we uh, go and make disciples and the best way to make new disciples is actually to start churches. That's where uh, people come to know Christ. It's it's kind of a proven way of seeing it happen. Uh, The New Testament is uh, full of examples especially uh, St. Paul who started many, many churches and he was a church starter, church planter, uh, a missionary. So we want to see that happen and we want to reproduce and multiply. Uh, another uh, uh, command is that we're to be his witnesses, Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so we want to be his witnesses and so we want to see people come to know Christ. And then he also, Jesus also said in Matthew 6, 1618 I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. So we don't have to be afraid to plant churches, to start churches, because Jesus is with us and Jesus is going to build his church through his people, through his disciples, and we can trust him to do that. And then in John 4.35, uh, Jesus says the most amazing thing about open your eyes. Uh, John 4.35 says, don't you have a saying, it's still four months until the harvest, but I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields, they are ripe with harvest. And when Jesus said that, he's not really talking about the fields that he was looking at. He was talking about these people that were coming out of a Samaritan town that were making their way, the whole town making their way towards Jesus. Jesus. 
And this is the idea that we need to open our eyes and see what God is doing, what kind of harvest he is uh, providing that we get to participate in. And just kind of a, a real quick, I want you to know that uh, the world is coming to Pierce County. The world is coming to Pierce County. It's just kind of an amazing, there's a lot of people from King County that are moving down to Pierce County. Uh, and uh, it's just kind of awesome how many people are, are coming to Pierce County and Tacoma. And so there's just real need to do that. And then all over the world, there's people from all third world countries that are coming and are living in the, the urban corridor of the Tacoma area in Pierce County. So we have this opportunity to start churches and see people come to know Jesus Christ. And that's the why we start churches. The second is what kind of churches do we start? What kind of churches do we want to have? And I want you to know that a lot of this is, is uh, my vision of what kind of churches we want to start. Uh, the big picture vision is missional, gospel-centered, community-reaching, Bible-preaching, multiplication-minded churches. And that actually sounds like a slogan, which it is. It, it, we have a bunch of churches in Converge that are using that slogan. And so it's kind of a slogan. But if we added our targeted uh, vision, then it's more than a slogan. But let me give you a verse for that. Uh, Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. And the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, changes people's lives. It totally changes people, changes them from old men and old women into new creations that Christ lives in. And one of the best definitions for the gospel, and the gospel is the power of God to unto salvation. So I, I just love that. And it's for Jews and it's for Gentiles. And Gentiles, if you don't know what that is, it's everyone who isn't Jewish. So it's just awesome that we have the power of God to start churches. And a targeted vision for me is a high conversion, high discipleship rate of people coming to know Christ. And I want to see high conversion churches that are started. I don't want to start a church that just pulls Christians from other churches. I want to see uh, people that don't know Christ come to know Christ. And we use this thing called the 100-300 rule. Now, I didn't come up with this. Uh, there's a, a really amazing kind of guru church planter guy named Gary Rohemeyer in our, in our movement. And I give him all the credit for that. But the 100-300 rules, after you have your core group and the church starter, the church planter, goes out, the first hundred people that come to know Christ, uh, whatever that percentage is, that first 100 will be approximately the percentage of people that come to Christ in 300. So many times when a church is planted and five people come to know Christ, people are just thrilled. This is exciting. Or 10 people come to know Christ. That's only 5% or 10%. And when you get to 300, you know, it's like 15 people or 30 people. And it's great. I'm not putting that down. But what I'm saying is I'd like to see a higher percentage rate. So if you plant a church, you start a church, in the first 100 people that come, not including your core group, the first hundred people through the door that find Jesus as their Lord and Savior, uh, if it's 50%, then when you get to 300, you're going to have 150 new believers. And one of the things that will happen is that you will have the most excitement you can imagine. It'll be really messy. 
because people come through the doors with really messy lives, but it is so exciting, and I want to see that happen. And uh, there's this verse that I love in First uh, uh, Corinthians 9. 19 through 22, the Apostle Paul uh, uses this one word, win. He talks about winning people for Christ. Though I am free and belong to no one, I've made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I become like a Jew, to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those that are under the law. To those having the law, I've become like one not having all the law, though I am not, though I am not free from God's law, but under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I've become weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. And one of the most exciting things for your pastor is seeing people come to know Christ and then begin to follow Jesus and become his disciples. The other targeted part about our Vision, And this is kind of a philosophy of ministry. And uh, when I was um, younger, uh, in my 20s, Elaine gave me this amazing gift that I'd always wanted. And I always wanted to be a good photographer, and I never became a good photographer. I I have no ability to frame. I always, you know, cut people off at the legs, you know, or I cut off their foreheads. Elaine is really good at at putting the frame, framing people. But I I fancied myself that I could really get good, and she bought bought me uh, this wonderful Camry bag, a Pentax K1000, you know, it was the most that we could afford. And what was really cool about it is you could buy different lenses. I don't know how many remember uh, cameras that had different lenses and you could do that kind of stuff. Okay, about nine people here. So uh, the ancient one. So anyway, you, you would use film and you'd get these different lenses. So this is a different lens to look at churches. This is a different lens. And you may disagree with this and say, well, that shouldn't be that way but we live in a fallen world and so it kind of is the way it is and what I call it is rules reasons and relationships rules reasons and relationships and it really is looking at the guiding principle of different churches and so when you look around at Puyallup you look around in our area you'll see all different kinds of churches all different kinds of denominations and uh, some of those churches uh, their guiding principle is the rules and another way of looking at it is uh, they're legalistic and the most important thing is the rules and some are super legalistic and some are just a little bit legalistic but the most important thing is, is the rules the second one is the reason church or an ideological church and usually it's something on the left or it's something on the right and they usually has a political now sometimes they're like highly theological and boy you better toe the line theologically but usually it's the left or the right and that's kind of a bent that I have back in the early 80s I used to get up early on Sundays and I would listen to some of the preachers you know because I was hoping to become a preacher and I would listen to some preachers and one of them uh, uh, was a guy that you know he would preach real strong but he would always would move to you know that and at the time Ronald Reagan was um, 
the president and he said, Ronald Reagan is the devil, you know, and he Ronald Reagan is the devil, you know, so he was really strong, you know, kind of on the left side. And then I would switch the dial for the next half hour and I would come across Jerry Falwell and it was the moral majority and, you know, you had left and you had right and you had people, their, their guiding principle is left or right, it's ideological or it's reason. The third type is a relationship church, a relational church. And this is the idea that we don't have to agree on everything. We don't have to agree on our politics. We don't have to agree on every single rule. But we agree to love one another in Christ. And so that's the kind of church that I want to plant. I don't want to plant rules church. I don't want to plant, you know, the reason church. I want to see churches that are based on relational, of having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want you to know, to be fair, rules church and reason church, they're going to say the same thing. Well, we believe that, but there's just that guiding principle of what's the most important. And for the churches that we plant at Bethany, we want to see relationship be the most important thing, the guiding principle. And James 3.17 says, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, good fruit, impartial, and sincere. That's a really different kind of, of emphasis, and that's the kind of emphasis that we want. So we just looked at why start churches and what kind of churches we want to start. And the third one is where do we want to start churches? Where do we want to start churches? And last week we learned that we, um, we partner with the Timothy Initiative and we plant churches globally. And we send money to the Timothy Initiative and we're seeing a ton of churches being planted in India and Nepal and North Africa and West Africa. Some of the, the hardest places in the world, the church is growing like crazy. One of the church uh, growth things that's happening is in Iran. One of the fastest growing churches is, is in Iran, and most of them are what we would say are house churches. You know, they're 15 to 25 people, and it's just amazing what God is doing. So we want to plant globally, but also locally. We want to plant churches in Pierce County, especially the urban corridor. So like from Tacoma all the way down, you know, into uh, Spanaway. So we want to see churches planted, and that's where we want to do it. Number four is when do we start churches? When do we start churches? Remember, this is the who, what, when, where, why, and how starting churches. So when do we start churches? And the answer is now and ongoing. That we continue to do it. Now, right now, with the pandemic going on and different stuff, there has to be kind of a church planter patience. And uh, a lot of the stuff was put on pause and we're waiting in some instances because it's not just perfect timing, but when the timing's right, that plans are, are being made and so we will have funding and we will have systems that are ready to send out a church starter and we're very excited about that. Number five is how do we start churches? The how are we going to do it? Now, the why is really important, but how are we going to do it? So the, the first thing is leadership, strategy, and systems. And this is kind of wonky. This is that pastor wonky stuff, but I love that kind of stuff. So leadership is like really, really 
really important. And everything rises and falls on leadership. So you gotta have the right leader. You gotta have someone, and I don't even know if I should say this because I'm fat, but we're looking for fat men and women to start churches. Faithful, available, and teachable, you know, trainable. And many times, you know, church planters, church starters are anything but trainable. They are arrogant, and they think they know everything, and that's not really what we're looking for. We're looking for people that are submitting to Christ and submitting uh, to the strategies and systems so that they become teachable and they can reproduce decisions disciples and win people for Jesus Christ. Sorry about the fat joke there, but I, 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 it's, it's easy to remember. Faithful, available, and teachable or trainable. And the next thing is strategy, and the strategy we're trying to use is St. Paul's strategy. You can never go wrong if you use something uh, from the Bible. And St. Paul's whole strategy was to start urban churches, and he would go to churches and start them in the cities. And so I want you to know that new residents are almost always reached better by new congregations. And you, should, you can say, well, that shouldn't be, but that's the way it is. And there's a lot of people, but you know, I don't understand that there's so many churches on every corner. Why are we planting more? We already have enough churches. But I want you to know that there's a life cycle for churches. And churches start, they grow, they go through their teens, they become maturity. And then many times they die. And right now in the pandemic, there have been hundreds of churches. In fact, every year, hundreds of churches in North America are dying or they've died. And what's really cool about uh, Bethany is that we're going to be 101 years old uh, uh, this next year. And it's just kind of amazing. We've outlived the normal life cycle, you know? Like if I live to 101, you know, uh, it, it will be terrible. It will be really terrible, you know, because, you know, bedlings don't live that long. So it will be really, really bad. I won't even go into all the badness of it. But I, I think it's so cool that every time we start a church, uh, it, it has a tendency for us to restart our clock and that new churches, and I didn't say this, there's a, there's a pastor in Manhattan that said this, that, that uh, churches, uh, new churches uh, become the research and development of old churches. And they use innovations and they are hungry to see people come to know Christ. And they see many times People who are in the culture who aren't being reached. Many times, different ethnics, different races, different age groups, they reach them first before older churches say, oh yeah, we should be doing something like that. So the strategy is to plant them. And the other thing that's really cool about new churches is that the development of leaders happens because you need leaders so badly you begin to have to develop them and you have to come up with a discipleship uh, making process. New churches start best. New churches reach the unchurched best, period. I hate to say that, but that's really, really true. 
Then the third thing in that is systems, leadership, strategy, and systems. And we have our own church planning network called Flood the Sound Church Planning Network. And we have systems in place. And not every time does every church uh, starter want to do it, but we really want humble ones that will do that. And uh, one of the first things is we send them to a church planting assessment, and we measure them in 16 areas. And it really doesn't have anything to do with their theology. It doesn't have really anything to do with, you know, how gifted they are. It really is the 16 building blocks that make a church planter. And then if they get a green light, you know, uh, we want them to go through a church planting residency and that they actually are in a church plant and we don't just send them out uh, and have them get beat up without ha having them be mentored in, by a church planter that is being successful. And then uh, we send them to uh, some uh, discipleship uh, courses for church planting. Uh, first steps, uh, 101 and 201. Then we help them, you know, build a, a, a a core group and we also do funding and and we're quite generous and so I want you to know that actually the generosity is from you you are the ones that are generous and we are starting churches and it's amazing so the last one is who should start churches who should start churches and the truth is we should we should and we do and your pastor feels that every church should plant a church. Every church that you see on a corner, and there's so many churches in our area, you see a church in the corner, someone started that church. And a hundred and a half years ago, someone started Bethany. And so there needs to be this idea that someone starts a church. And so we're looking for that one person that will start a church that feels the call of God. And there may be someone here or there may be someone that's watching that God is speaking to your heart that you should be a church starter, a church planter. And we want to start praying for that. And, and one of the most important things is, will you join us? And if you're new to Bethany, this may be the first time you've ever heard that we're planting churches, starting churches. But I want you to know that's one of the things that God has given us. And we want to do that. So here's the one thing that everyone in this room can do. Everyone in this room can do. And that is, and also if you're watching, uh, this is the one thing that all of us can do. And that is joining the team by praying. That we actually pray for church starts, church starters, church planters. And there's a specific prayer request that I have for uh, the River Church. And we've planted Whitewater. And uh, we have this other church called the River Church. And they're in Parkland. And it's been a very difficult year uh, for uh, Pastor Kyle. Uh, it's been an extremely difficult year. It's been an extremely difficult year for all kinds of pastors. But a brand new church plan, it's been really difficult. And one of the things is they lost their building, that they were meeting at a school, and the schools are closed uh, to church planting. And so they are looking for a Sunday morning building in Parkland. Now, they have a place that they're meeting for on Saturday nights. But it's not as good as it would be on Sunday mornings. And if we could all pray that God would provide a building for the River Church on Sunday morning, it would be amazing. And if you have a building in Parkland that you would like to donate, 
come see me right after the service or send me an email please you know every so often there'll be someone that says hey I've got a building maybe you're not going to give it to the river church but maybe you say I'll give you a five-year lease or you know I'll help uh, partially fund that you know we are looking for people that have that generosity that want to see God's kingdom go amen So that's what we're doing. We're planting churches. We want you to join in, and we want you to pray. So if you would stand with me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray right now and uh, pray for uh, our, our movement that's happening, the Flood the Sound movement of planting churches in Pierce County, and then we're going to sing a last song. <laughs> Father God, I just come to you in Jesus' name. We know, Lord Jesus, that you're the one that is building your church. We're not building. You're building it. And you use people. You use ordinary people. We pray that you would use us mightily. We know that the psalmist uh, says that unless the laborer, unless you build the house, the laborers labor in vain. Don't let us labor in vain. You establish your church. Bind the evil one in Jesus' name and give us an ability to see churches started, started in Tacoma. Oh, God, please let us do that. And then bless Pastor Kyle and his wife, Lauren. Bless them. Give them a church, oh, God, a church building that they can meet on on Sundays. And then for every person that's listening and every person here in the room, bless them, shine your face upon them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing together.